Welcome to Cheaper Than Therapy, a podcast that journeys into conversations with the intention of demystifying, destigmatizing, and desensitizing what really gets talked about behind the closed doors of the therapy room. I'm Vanessa Bennett. And I'm Danae Selkin. And we're seekers, soul sisters, and holders of sacred space. So join us as we dive into the ways that therapy can be connecting not only to yourself, but also to those around you. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Cheaper Than Therapy. We have one of our Zoom coaching sessions. This one was with Anna, who was talking about something that I know Vanessa and I talk a lot about, which is sort of this idea of, you know, balancing masculine and feminine energy, right? Yeah. And how does that show up in our lives, right? Because I think for many of us, the idea of masculine and feminine maybe seems a little I don't know, out there, like it seems a little not like here with us on earth. And, and I think the reality is when we say masculine, it's, it's pretty simple. It's like this space of doing and achieving and constructing and making sure things, you know, work properly. And, um, you know, the feminine is just much more of this idea of being more receptive and open to flow and letting things kind of go where they may and softening. And I think that a lot of us, especially women struggle with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It can feel a little unsafe. And especially as we talk about with Anna, when you were kind of raised to be that way. Yeah. I'm always so struck by how often what we're talking about when we get into these spaces, and certainly this has been alive this year with everything that's happened Mm -hmm. with COVID and the pandemic. But, you know, when we get into these spaces where we're no longer in this productivity space Mm -hmm. and we have to slow down, how all the things sort of start to come to the surface. And it can be a real opportunity for us to look at maybe some of the things that we haven't addressed for our whole lives, right? It starts to make us question what our value is, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like if I'm not doing, if I'm not fixing, then who am I, right? If I'm not all of these roles that I've sort of been in, then who am I without all of those, those things that I used to describe myself? If I'm not everything to everyone, then who am I to myself? Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. I think this is going to be one that, you know, a lot of people can just connect with. So I hope this is a helpful session for you guys to listen to. Mm-hmm. Enjoy guys. here today with us. And so Anna wrote in about something that I think Danae and I can both very much feel on a deep level. She's been single for a while, it sounds like, right? And um, really struggling with this idea of balancing kind of masculine and feminine energy, right? So masculine being very do, 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 um, you know, organizing, moving forward, putting things in a box and like getting things done, structure, right? Feminine being more of kind of the being rather than the doing and the flow and, um, you know, just, yeah, flow. I think that's the best way to put it. Um, I mean, obviously I want to hear it from your perspective, but it sounds like something that I know, like I said, today and I have struggled with ourselves. So I'd love to hear kind of how it's showing up for you, especially around dating. And yeah, I'll let you take it from there. Okay. Well, thank you for having me, of course. And yes, this is something I think, I feel like almost everyone started in childhood, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the oldest of four siblings. And, um, you know, I come from a Hispanic uh, household. so it's almost expected out of the oldest child 
to help the parents, right? Uh, to help with the siblings, to help clean up, help pick up, et cetera, et cetera. And for the longest time, I thought that was normal, right? I thought, okay, well, that's, an ex you know, that's what's expected of us. That's fine, whatever. But uh, I've started to do some work on myself, obviously, over the last few months. And I've started to realize that I'm like, no, that's actually not very normal. <laughs> so mm -hmm. um, I think that started there, the, the you know, making decisions uh, for stuff that should have been for adults to do, I guess. Mm -hmm. So like you said, you know, structure, 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 do, do, do. There is no rest time, no downtime. If you have downtime, you're being lazy sort of thing. Right. And so, you know, I have leadership attributes, which I'm fine with, but I feel like everything combined together, mm. I, in a, from a dating perspective, that can be a little emasculating. And again, that's something I didn't realize until very recently. Um, the last person I dated, he's a great guy, but he was trying to take leadership, right? You know, take the wheel, whatever. And unconsciously I was fighting him um, and so um, you know things didn't you know they ended well right it was kind of like you know this is not a good time for either of us that was right before the pandemic hit actually you know that ended the pandemic hit I got a new job so there were a lot of changes uh, mm -hmm. for me kind of all at once and that's when this eureka moment came over me and I'm like mm -hmm. okay I think I may need help from a lot of perspectives but from that perspective, like, okay, you can be a little too in control sometimes and you mm. need to slow it down. But I'm having a hard time kind of like, how do you do that? Like, how do you even just let go and let life happen and just, especially now with everything going on um, and I live by myself, my family lives in Colorado. I live in Florida. I have only a couple of friends here so I have to have eyes on everything make all the decisions so it's being hard to have that feminine energy all of a sudden just pop up when I'm having again to to take the wheel because that's what I have to do uh so I don't know I mean what do you guys think what any feedback or <laughs> something I don't know I just feel like I need a, a little guidance here yeah um you know it's funny. I think Vanessa and I are both like nodding so hard as you're talking, Anna, because it's it is such um, a relatable struggle, and certainly one that I I think women um, come up against so often in um, a society that has sort of put us in a double bind. And mm -hmm. I know for Vanessa and I, we've had a lot of conversations around how this has shifted for us and almost become even more difficult since becoming mothers. It sounds like you were a very maternal figure in your life starting pretty early. And it's funny, you know, we would think that when we are in um, our maternal energy, we would be in our most feminine, but it's actually the opposite. It's actually a very masculine doing, figuring out structure must happen, getting it done space, which then can, to Vanessa's point when she was first introducing you, sort of leave us with a little bit of where is the space where I am in the receiving, the allowing, the being, the flowing. And, you know, what's interesting to me is I'm thinking as you're talking, how much just this space of um, vocalizing what's coming up for you is a very feminine space to be in, yep. right? Like just reaching out to Vanessa and I and giving yourself the space to connect on, like, this is what it feels like. That is a very feminine way to sort of drop into the space of like, how do I do this? You're doing it, right? Like 
this okay, is well, that's we, good to know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. This is where we start to create some space for that feminine energy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, what I will say is that, um, uh, similar, I mean, obviously not the cultural background, but similar, you know, the oldest was put in a situation of kind of being the caregiver very early on. Uh, and you see how that trickles out into your life and your relationships, right? And what I will say is part of the work around it is to sit with and question what your fear is around mm-hmm. letting go of control. Because while it's a role that you're very familiar and comfortable with and was kind of gifted to you, if you will, by your family. I think what happens is we step into that role very young and it becomes such a, such a deep part of us. Uh, but there's a lot of fear around letting it go. And like, logically we can say, okay, this isn't working anymore. And that's great. Like today's point, you're in that space, which is great. You're like open and you're ready to do the work and you're talking about it. And like, we get it, like we understand it. And yet the actual doing of the thing, um, is scary. (laughs) right? Much and it's harder, the, yeah. the relinquishing of control is, is kind of terrifying. And so some of it is also sitting with that fear. Like, what are you mm. afraid of if you let go of control? Right. And, you know, again, because I, I said, you know, I've been doing some work on myself and, you know, I have a lot of codependent, uh, you know, features, <laughs> obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I feel like also plays into it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the wanting to have control just because I'm afraid of catastrophe mm. and that's, that's everywhere. That's family wise, that's relationship wise, that's in my work environment mm. with my friends. I'm always everyone's mother, right? Mm. Trying to protect people or so I think, mm-hmm. um, but I'm coming to find out that that's not really my place or something I should be doing. And mm. it's actually very, just not a good thing, <laughs> you know, like, no. I think it's important to say uh, that it's not necessarily that it's not a good thing because I think we can get into this place of judging ourselves and beating ourselves up for those qualities really easily. And I think as a codependent, um, myself included in this one, we take on the blame very easily and we're much quicker to kind of jump to to bashing ourselves, right? And getting into that shame spiral. What I will say is that the, the behavioral characteristics that you're talking about, yes, can be very much aligned with codependency. And a lot of the stuff I always like to say can either be your superpower or your kryptonite. It just depends on how well you understand it and whether or not you know how to work with it and kind of control it or are you letting it control you. So, right, in, in the majority of the helping positions like nurses and therapists and all these things, you you'll, will find a lot of codependence because we tend to be very empathetic, very helping people. Um, but how much is it running our lives versus us showing up and giving empathy when appropriate or when needed or when asked for versus almost like shoving that caretaking and empathy down somebody's throat, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So some of the work is also that, like finding what your line is and your balance between showing up in that space where somebody is willing to receive it versus you doing it for your own feelings of anxiety and discomfort. Right. Just to calm them down, but not really necessarily looking at what is doing to the person on the other end. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm learning all of that. And it's been, uh, like I said, it's been quite an eye opening experience. Uh, because again, I, for the longest time, I thought that all of these behaviors were, you know, just kind of like, you know, normal. It's obviously, I seem like everyone around me is on that same boat. Mm. So you never realize that you're in the boat, you know, because everyone around you is in the same boat. Mm. Till someone brings it up to your attention, like, 
hey, you, and it was actually the guy that I dated last for a couple of months. He was like, I noticed that you care about everyone. Mm. But you, it's not like you don't care about you, but you, I mean, you, most of your care is placed on other people, but what about you? Mm. And for the first time in my life, I was like, holy crap. <laughs> like, and I, he didn't say it to hurt me or to judge me or nothing like that. He was just making an observation, right? Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized, okay, there is something going on here. Obviously, I need to figure out what's going on. I need to explore this. Um, and like I said, it's when the pandemic hit, when him and I broke up, you know, everything. And then I was just like, all right, time to work on myself and mm -hmm. try to figure this out. Um, but yeah, and so that whole balancing the feminine, the masculine energies, it's just been difficult because I'm single, you know, I've been single for a while, like Vanessa said, uh, for a few years now. And so I have to take care of myself. You know what I mean? There is like, I don't have someone that I can maybe let go and, you know, be like, okay, he can't take care of that. Or I don't have to worry about that. Or I'll let him guide me a little bit. There is none of that. So I'm just having a little bit of a hard time finding my balance there. Yeah. Yeah. But I love so much about the awareness that you're speaking to. And is, I feel like, Vanessa, this is something that, you know, you sort of bring up a lot, which is that, you know, in this space of codependency, we are actually in a space of sort of distracting from ourselves, right? So if I'm focused on everybody else and how everybody else is doing, I don't really have to tune into me. I don't really have to be present with whatever discomfort might be there to discover when I'm, you know, alone and there's no one to fix and there's nothing to help with. And here I am by myself and oh, what is here for me to discover, right? Um, and you were sort of speaking a little while ago about like the catastrophes that could come up. And what I would be curious to do is to sort of stay in that space of what are the catastrophes I'm imagining, right? Like I like to do this thing of let's play the tape through, right? Like whoever it is that I'm attempting to sort of keep from um, walking into a space of something horrific happening, let's play the tape through on this scenario of what the worst case scenario is. Like if I sort of remove myself from the scenario, what might happen? How might they handle it? How might they step into their own power a little bit if I get out of the way and sort of allow them to navigate whatever comes up, right? And I think we can do that in each moment, right? Like my little sister has this thing. I can see how awful this is going to be for her. I need to save her from this. It's like, well, maybe, but let's stay with the thought, right? Like if I don't insert myself into the situation, what might happen? How might she figure out how to navigate it? What might she learn from that, figuring out how to navigate it that I might be robbing her of if I sort of jump in there and do it for her? You know I what know, I mean? That's very true. That is very true. That's, that's the perfect, I think, word is robbing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Robbing people of their opportunity to show up in their own life. Mm -hmm. um, so no, I think that's the perfect way to put it. Yeah. And, well, and I want to also say that it's not it doesn't seem crazy to me that it's showing up and it's kind of rearing its head during this time, right? Like, I think this is a time of really heightened anxiety for everyone. Mm -hmm. And for those of us who have a hard time with control, 
even more so because oh my God, yes. we have no control <laughs> over what's happening, right? We have no idea when it's going to be over. We have no way. There's nothing for us to control, which is making us feel even more like we want to control, right? Mm, and so yeah. I think there's a little bit of compassion to give yourself in that and understanding that like you're not alone in the fact that right now everyone's anxiety is like on a level 11 right now. Yes. Um, and so I, I would say breathing into a space of like, I'm not alone in this. And also what I heard you say a little while ago was this idea of, okay, I'm single right now. So I don't have somebody maybe like, you don't have a space to maybe practice some of these skills because you're single. And kind of what Danae was saying, I actually think that some of the work, um, you're right, it is relational, right? It does get kicked up by relationships, but some of this stuff can come up just even on our own, right? Mm-hmm. So some of the stuff, if you're working, to your point, you see yourself doing it in work, it's, you're still having opportunities to explore the discomfort and explore these feelings that come up. It just might not be in a romantic partnership right now. And so I would almost say, Actually, that's kind of great because you have the opportunity through friends, family, and work to do some digging so that when you do find the person that you want to date next, you've got a little bit of experience under your belt around, ooh, I'm doing that thing again. Let me step back and take a breath. Or let me be vulnerable in this moment and express to him, here's what I wanted to do. In this moment, I want to step in and control and do X, Y, and Z because I'm worried about this but I'm going to choose to not almost like running it through. Right. I like to tell people if you talk it out with them, it lets them in on your inner world. You kind of have an opportunity to work on some of that stuff beforehand. Yeah. So I would actually ask, you know, maybe with the time we have left, like, are there any examples, um, you know, that are coming up for you maybe in work or in family, you know, Danae gave a good example of like a fake situation with a sister that you have found yourself, I guess, being more aware or struggling with this. Yeah, I feel like with my family, perhaps happens a lot. Um, My mom tends to rely on me a lot Mm. for a lot of things. Mm. And so lately, um, like my two brothers, they got into a, you know, this, it it was like a sort of fight a few months ago. And my mom just came running to me. She texted me. She's like, well, you know, your brothers are fighting. I'm like, I know that they had, you know, kind of like a heightened discussion. I'm like, mom, just let them figure it out. Mm. it's I mean it's okay it's I mean they're not gonna stop talking to each other it was a discussion about politics I'm like really like we're gonna stop talking to each other because of politics no that's not gonna happen I mean they're just gonna have to you know the tension is gonna have to come down on their own mm. and you know we'll we'll be fine but but let it just marinate for a second we don't mm. need to come to the rescue like that's not we're not going to do this just I don't know just let it go yeah, a few days later, they were fine. But I'm like, see, we did not need to do this. So how was it for you though? Like, how did it feel to actually say that to mom and actually sit? It was in hard. This? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was hard. I would imagine. It was, yeah, it was hard because I did want to say something. I, did, I I wanted the uncomfortable, whatever, right, to go away. I mm. wanted it to go away, but I'm like, no. I just have to realize that this is going. They're going to be fine, and it was fine. So that was it a good situation for me to because I learned from it Mm -hmm. Uh, but I find myself having to push back a lot on my mom because Mm -hmm. of that because she relies on me a lot and you know she was a single mom for most of her life so I understand right Uh, but also you know lately I've been like mom we're adults like you don't have to be the helicopter mom anymore you 
you just take care of yourself. It's okay. We're going to be fine. We, you know, it's fine. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's difficult. It's a, it's a funny family dynamic in that way. Yeah. Um, you know, I have found that one of the most challenging aspects of when these codependent tendencies creep in is to sort of stay with ourselves through the experience of someone else not being happy with me. Right. So I sort of set the boundary that, I'm not going to involve myself in my brother's communication. Like that is for them to work out with one another. Mom has a really strong reaction to that. And my work is to stay with myself. Like ah, she's frustrated with me. It's okay though. I don't have to fix this for her. I don't have to make it like we will be okay too. Mm -hmm. She can have her feelings. Like she can be upset with me. I don't have to fix that. And um, a lot of times like the more difficult work is, can I talk myself through all of the discomfort that starts to like bubble up to the surface around yeah. mom's mad at me, uh, you know? Yeah, no, it is. It is very difficult. And you would think that, you know, I'm 35 years old, that for a 35 year old, that would be a little easier. Nope. No, it is. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Preach into the choir. <laughs> and you know what? It's probably going to be, I would guess that mom is going to be one of the hardest ones for you, right? Because you have been her support system for so long and she also relies on you to fix the anxiety for her, right? Yes. Like you do this, Anna, you take this on, you make it better, not just for them, but for me, because mm. I'm uncomfortable that they're fighting. I'm uncomfortable that they're uncomfortable. And so she's literally going to you to circumnavigate, right? Like her own anxiety. And so part of that and and to what Danae said, like there might be some pushback. I'm going to say there probably will be some pushback <laughs> from mom as you continue to practice this skill because you're not only doing it for yourself, you're actually kind of forcing her to sit in her anxiety too. And she probably won't be very happy about that in the beginning, especially yeah. while she's just starting. Um, but I think that this is exactly it. These are the examples that I'm talking about where you don't need to be in a romantic relationship to start working on the codependent crap, right? <laughs> like right. definitely comes up. Um, if, if we are, I guess, tapped in enough to what Danae said, you know, which is like the, oh, I'm feeling this discomfort. Okay. Take a breath. What's going on for me? Can I sit with this? Can I not jump in and act? Right. That's that doing versus being. The beautiful thing I think about what you're saying, Vanessa, is as I don't get in there and fix it for mom, I'm also modeling for her how it's done. Right. So right. she has to, like, she has no choice but to sit in that discomfort because Anna's not going to take it for me. So now that I have no choice but to sit in it, I also learn, okay, the boys worked it out. They're okay. And actually, guess what? Anna didn't fix it for me and I'm okay too. We're all actually like, we can feel those feelings and we're going to be okay on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, this has been very helpful. Very, you know, uh, you know, provides more guidance definitely because like I said, I've been just struggling with that. I'm like, how do I give myself that space to, again, bring that more feminine energy out because I do, and I can see that, you know, I have way more masculine energy. Like it's way up there. And the feminine energy is like way down here. And my therapist and I have talked about it, you know, but it's, you know, I think that that's probably what I'm struggling with the most right now. Like when do I give myself this? How do I even give myself that space? So I think pausing mm -hmm. and questioning in itself is a more feminine trait, right? So taking a breath, taking a pause, questioning yourself, asking what the fear is, 
right? I think that's really important. That should be kind of something that really you weave into your vernacular. Like, what am I afraid of, right? If I don't act, what am I afraid will happen, right? And I actually think that you can see that probably creep up across every facet of your life. So in this moment, ask yourself, it's like Danae said, playing the tape, right? Like letting it run through. What am I afraid of is going to happen if I don't step in and save, if I don't step in and fix, if I don't step in and pick up the slack, what am I afraid is going to happen? And not just for that person, but for me. Because hmm. that I think with codependent behavior is one of the, one of like the biggest kind of nuggets is it's, it reflects on me. Like if I don't fix I'm not worthy of love. If I don't step in and save, I'm not proving that I'm lovable. Mm. And yeah. I think that part is, is, is potent. Yeah. The other thing that I just wanted to sort of slip in and speak to that I heard you saying in the beginning, Anna, is like how much I sort of grew up with this idea as so many of us um, mm -hmm. did that, you know, you need to be productive. If you're not doing something, like figure out something to do, right? Lazy. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, um, and I think part of that, like dropping into the space of my feminine is also how can I push back on that idea a little bit and nurture myself, right? I relate to that, that experience of that so much. I think I had last Sunday a day off and, you know, didn't have my kiddo and all of a sudden was like, I have nothing to do and I'm going to make the choice to give myself a nap, to nurture myself. And it was like, Ha! Huh. was that a restorative experience? Just a little bit of like, Danae, what do you need that you're going to give yourself permission to take right now? And mm -hmm. I think the more that you can sort of, like, how can I be nurturing to me? You know, as a single woman, like, how can I take care of myself in a way and really tap into what am I hungry for that I'm going to give myself space to feel and allow for? Um, and that is a little bit how we start to practice slipping into those spaces as well, I think. Yeah. Definitely sounds like stuff that I can do for, you know, for sure. Yeah. Um, especially because, you know, being single, not having kids, it's, it gives me the space and the time to really work on those things, right? To really be aware of things. Mm -hmm. um, and with the pandemic being isolated, it definitely puts the mirror right in front of you. And you either take the, the opportunity to work on it and, and really as difficult as that is, because it is, it is very difficult. Um, but it's also very productive and it's, um, it's, it's been a, I want to say like a beautiful experience. It's been really hard, but it's been mm -hmm. also beautiful, you know, to be able to recognize all of these things and go through, through all of this, um, I don't know, like the cognitive dissonance part of the program, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a really interesting, um, actually the things I've learned lately. So pay attention to how much you put on your plate in this world of self-discovery and self-betterment yeah. that then becomes more doing. Yeah, <laughs> that is true, yes. Right, and more high standards yeah. to hold yourself to. Yes. And more that things that there's a potential for you to fail at. Like, start to notice that stuff too, because I will say at least in the beginning, and actually, I shouldn't say at least in the beginning, because I still do it too we will ha we'll have a tendency of going there too, right? It's like, well, I'm not better yet. I'm not fixed yet. I shouldn't be struggling with this still. I need to do this better. I need to learn about this. And it's like, sometimes actually the work for you is what Danae was saying is just like, oh, I have an hour off right now. Let me take a breath and actually ask myself, okay, what do I need mm -hmm. right now? If I'm not going to do right, what do I need? Yeah. And like, how much can I honor 
how much I've already done, like how far I've come. Like there's so much self-awareness, Anna, as you speak already. Like, can I honor that as well? Can I give myself some credit for, for where I am in this moment? You know? Right. Yeah. Be a little bit easy on me. Cause yes, I, I yes. think that I, I, I am, I'm, I'm a little bit hard on myself. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 A lot yeah, of us no, are our, I, biggest, our biggest, our hardest critics, right? Yeah, I know that's that's for sure. So yes, no, Vanessa, you hit the you know the nail in the head. Yes, yeah, because it, it can become overwhelming sometimes, right? Too much information, like too much too soon, and then you're just like you don't even know what to do. So yes, no, that that is a very good point. She called it out because game recognized game, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. I'm like, oh, let me put right. on my to do list. How much more self you know work I need to do, and then it's like, well, that exactly. kind of defeats the point, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. How many more books I need to read? How many more podcasts can I listen to? Yeah. No, I definitely. And then that's a hiding, right? That's a form of hiding because then we get into our logic and our brain, and we're thinking, and that's great. It's important to understand like the the theories and the ideas and whatever, but it's also it's not that's not the being, that's the doing. So you're mm-hmm. getting into the masculine and it's great to understand the stuff, but when it sticks and it starts to actually show up in your life is when you pause and breathe and sit with it instead of constantly digging and devouring and all the things. So you just got to find that balance between the two. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's a good point. Thank you. Well, we really appreciate you, Anna, for bringing this topic forward because I know it's something both Vanessa and I talk about, struggle with a lot, and I know that the three of us aren't alone. So I think it's a really useful topic for us to sort of dig into. So thank you. Yeah, I know. No, thank you for having me. This was a very, I think, productive, you know, discussion. Definitely brought up some things that, you know, that I can continue to, to work on to, again, find that balance. Mm-hmm. Um, with both energies for sure well keep us posted send us an email and let us know how you're doing okay okay i will do that all right take care anna thanks for joining us for this episode of cheaper than therapy if you enjoyed today's episode be sure to subscribe on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts and if you want to connect with us you can find us on instagram at vanessa s bennett and at danae logan selkin Thank you.